0: Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where I interview outliers who are breaking the mold regardless of the status quo. We're mixing education, entertainment, and information all into one podcast, and this year we're coming different. You can be prepared for way more in-person interviews, but also way more solo episodes like we just had last week. So if you didn't catch uh, the solo episode on New Year's resolutions, uh, you're going to definitely want to check that one out, uh, especially the video version. So I'll leave you with that. But we just have more dynamic content this year uh, because of you. And I appreciate you listening. Uh, You're literally the reason why this podcast exists. And today, we're also coming with something we've never done before. Today, I've combined two episodes into one why is that it's because this husband and wife duo is incredible they've built businesses together um, they've built a family together they've done it um, all on their own which I think is the most important takeaway here so I pulled 30 minutes from each of the episodes I've interviewed them individually Um, I pulled 30 minutes from each just so you can understand and start the year off right on a positive note on two people who are absolutely killing it and take some Uh, value from both of their stories and both of their come-ups. I appreciate you listening. Appreciate you tuning in to improve your life, get some education and entertainment at the same time here on Bobcast, and we're going to come different this year with some even more dynamic content, and this is just the start. So please enjoy this episode with Tyler and Gabby Braddock. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bopcast. Today on the show, I have my good friend, Gabby Braddock. Gabby, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing splendid. All the more better when I walked in the room.
0: We are here, ready to do it. Um, This is long overdue, and we were just talking about the previous episode. Actually, our previous guest was Bobby Dock, um, who is an artist, and we'll get into a lot of the context here, um, but really... He's actually the reason that I know that you and your husband, Tyler, um, exist. And I'll just say um, you and your husband co-own a studio together. You have your own business as well. So we're going to dive into that today. But just so we can set the context before we move forward, can you just give people a little gist of who you are and what you do? And you can kind of take as long or as short to say that as you want. And then, as you know, it's a podcast. We're just going to let it kind of flow from there.
1: For sure. So my maiden name is Gabriela Barrero and I met Tyler back in 2013 he was operating a music studio out of his home. And I was originally in hospitality management at CCM. It was my first year, like I was ready to just get things rolling. We were set up by a mutual friend and just literally like fell in love right away when I was 18 and he was 20. So I saw him operating the studio out of his home and I just, as time went on, and then as he graduated college, as I went in and I switched my major into accounting, I just really realized, you know, why is this staying in your house? You know, why is this studio staying in your house? I was like, institute a stack stand. Like, we need to institute this. We need to raise pricing. I just kind of put all the structure into his business at a very young age, even when it wasn't technically a business yet. And I then was given the opportunity to do an interview over well, interview, what am I saying? A internship with Ernst Young, which is one of the big four accounting firms. They then sent me overseas to work out of England. And I literally, the doors to the world were open to me because it was such an easy process of getting that internship and of traveling overseas and getting paid like 10K a month from this internship. And I came home and Tyler and I broke up over that time period because as I was expanding and as my brain was expanding, he was still home, operating out of his home studio there was a really, like it was just misaligned. Mm. So we broke up for a very short period of time. We got back together, he met me in Ireland, like we literally broke up for a week, he met me in Ireland, like (laughs) we were back together, everything was good, and we came home, and I was like, you literally need to move this now. This needs to move out of your parents' home, because what are you doing? Or else
0: we're gonna break up again.
1: Literally, literally, because I can't go, and I can't have all this success, and you can't be stuck at home. Mm. That's not how I can, I can't do relationships like that. I can't do friendships like that. Like we need to be on the same energy level on the same level. And so he literally found a studio that weekend, like found a space that weekend. And then by the time I was officially done with my internship, we were moving in. I had accepted another job at a different accounting firm hated it two weeks in I quit and I told him you know what I am all in like let's build this business together so I'm essentially co-founder and I say co-owner but at this point now I'm just very high level like a high level advisor to Tyler mm-hmm. with um I always put in for grants we just got a $15,000 grant the check was just delivered yesterday wow. so oh, I'm, I should try to
0: apply for some of those
1: yes yeah that. definitely get in on grants please <laughs> okay. it is the biggest You're gonna, yes I will me on. I can we definitely you. need a couple Yes, any resources I can, I'll definitely send your way. But that's kind of my position in the vault. And throughout time, Mm -hmm. we just kind of kept defying the odds, right? Like kept increasing pricing, kept increasing our client base, Mm -hmm. kept just amazing relationships with our clients, regardless, like regardless of of what happened, we always aim to have an amazing customer service, which was just Tyler and I. And so that's kind of... Excuse me, that's the kombucha talking there. Um, all good, it's a so podcast.
0: It's a podcast. Everything's allowed. You gotta let it Uncensored. roll. Uncensored. You
1: know? <laughs> Uncensored. <laughs> don't censor us. Okay? I say
0: raw conversations for a reason. Yes. People don't think. I, I don't know. I've already Very canceled wrong. myself on here, so it hey, is Hey, we but.
1: have to. We all need to be canceled every once in a while. I know.
0: It's a, I think it's a. It's, it's 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 healthy. powerful. We need exactly. to humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know? Big time.
1: So then I went from there to owning my own. You know, I really decided I was kind of getting bored. With the vault as COVID was going in, and I was like, I need to start my own thing, and I'm ready. Like, I'm just ready to start my own thing. We need to focus on you building out a team. Mm-hmm. We need to focus on you sitting in your genius. So that's when I built out No Plan B Coaching originally, taking on a ton of coaching clients that were local small business owners, helping them build out their goals, their processes, their systems. And then that's kind of, you know, rocketed from there. It's over the past two and a half years has truly skyrocketed. And I just love what I do. And then I built out my network almost a year ago now, which is the Next Generation Network. That as well has skyrocketed. And I literally like just wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night. And I just can't believe that this is the, like I know it sounds so cliche and like yeah. I know people say this but I just literally can't believe that this is the life that him and I live with our two kids and our beautiful condo like our beautiful studio and office like I just I can never believe that this is what's happened
0: I, I've had a little similar experience even recently where like uh, as as you know it's the bu- business is waves so like mm-hmm. we just had like a wave like a lot like and I told my partner this I said it's gonna come all at once
1: mm-hmm. just
0: wait mm-hmm. and then months and months and months go by I'm like just wait just wait and then it just kind of hit us and you know whatever we did more we edited more samples than we even did at client episodes it's such just like crazy shit and I was sitting there thinking I'm like wow I, this is actually like becoming a real thing you know and like I have been doing it full time but just to think like okay sure like I'm not ma- I'm like making enough to get by but like even that you know even the fact that I have all- time freedom is just amazing you know, like just that feeling of, hey, my friends have to go to work, you know, like I, I don't have yes. like I don't have to like I'm, I get to do it, you know. Yeah. But that is an amazing feeling to literally look at everything and try to take that perspective on on like, wow, I actually have this.
1: Yeah. Like people pray for this like this is people's dreams like people someone's dream is to engineer their week to only work Monday and Tuesday and Mm -hmm. be off the rest of the week like people's dreams are are what we are living and I think I'm the kind of person that just never takes any of that stuff for granted Mm -hmm. like I'm so appreciative
0: I think a lot of I think some people are just praying too much and not doing as much yes you know and there's that not enough action yeah I think it was somebody said it today There were that I read on LinkedIn or something they were like the difference is like almost always execution yeah you know because like Like, you can have all the talent um, in the world, but if you're not going to execute, then, you know, it's all wasted, you know, if you don't actually go and use it with other people and integrate it into systems. And that's what I realized. I'm like, you can just brute force a lot of this and Mm -hmm. and you'll burn out fast. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you can get through you can get over so many things by just sheer just like, okay, I'll learn it. I'm not an expert, but who cares? I'll learn it, you know, straight
1: up executing Mm -hmm. like you're going to beat the competition every single time if you just show up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So what did you think that like, well, you went to the accounting route, but like, Mm -hmm. what did you think you were going to do with your life? Like before that, you know?
1: work in hospitality management like my obsession was i've always been obsessed with people i love their stories like you can literally go back to any year in time and it's going to be gabby asking questions to someone and wanting to get to know them like this has always been me (laughs) i love it but it would always make people uncomfortable and i never knew why but i realized Mm. that a lot of times people had so much within them that it was hard for me with the questions that I would ask for them not to come up with, you know, traumatic things coming to the surface. And so I had to kind of learn how to, to ask questions. But I was convinced I would go into event planning, which I do do now as well, you know. And I've been to one. Yes, exactly. Lots of fun, lots of exactly. fun. Exactly. Yes. So that was really my, I was convinced that I would go into event planning and I'd be an event planner. Oh, wow. I was actually in between going to a school for accounting or, or economy I um uh, economics rather i love economics and i was in between economics accounting or continuing with hospitality management honestly it came down to a huge scholarship that i got from bloomfield college they gave me like almost a full ride so my, like i don't come from money like i don't come from anything like that my father's colombian my mom's like norwegian and european oh, wow. okay. so i'm first generation on my dad's side and then my mom's side has like been here forever but Uh, Like, I didn't, I grew up very much, like, maybe we were, like, hanging on to the middle class title, but, like, Mm -hmm. we were very much on the lower rung, and I didn't realize that until I got older. Which is good. You know, like, yes, like, my parents did everything that they could, my dad did everything he could to make sure that we were provided for, but it also let me know, like, I don't have the same advantages as everyone else does. Like, I don't have the same opportunities as everyone else does due to the fact that, like, my lack of network, like... Mm -hmm. Because I'm first generation on my dad's side, yeah. guess where a lot of my dad's network is? It's in Colombia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all his family's there. Like all his, like all the things that he loves is there. Or when he came here, he grew up in poverty. Yeah. So all his connections aren't really connections that I can necessarily use to yeah. further myself. So I had to get a huge scholarship for college. And Bloomfield College was like, we'll give you like 40K a year. So then, I only had to pay like four K a year.
0: Just so we can just touch on this real quick, education is literally the best business model ever mm-hmm. because you don't mm-hmm. need to uh, increase the value to increase the prices. You can just increase prices. Yes. Like, and you don't need to change anything. And
1: people view it as a necessity, so they'll keep yeah. showing up and they'll keep enrolling. And however long that
0: works, it's for, the biggest I'm not scam sure. that it exists. Is, it is. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, and it's not that it's not valuable. It's just mm-hmm. for the money, it's not valuable. Like for in most a lot cases. lot
1: degrees yeah, are not valuable. Like if you
0: did a course for $160,000, that course would almost have to guarantee that you at least make that back. But then college is just like, well, you know, you also just figure it out after this and we don't guarantee anything you know yes. it's like it's amazing
1: yes. but
0: um cuz just cuz like just with the just cuz the prices just go up and i'm just like this is like just not fundamentally this business would never succeed if it wasn't education yes you know which is crazy but did so did your parents like did was there any pressure from them for you to kind of go to college and be, you know, whatever quote unquote successful and have this life um, um or did they have anything was there any of that or were they kind of just like do what you want to do
1: well I, that pressure was placed on me by me uh, okay. because yep. my parents, like, I grew up reading, like, Napoleon Hill and having quote books, oh, and wow. like, my dad raised me on that stuff. So I, anything that you've read like I've probably read and I read it when I was younger like I love it I was raised on just my dad really helping me hone in on my mindset from a very young age some of it didn't really make sense but it was what it was like I played soccer year-round like me and my sister both did so we'd be hot as heck like playing soccer in like 100 degree weather and my dad would be like just imagine you're in Antarctica like, literally, it's your mind. So like he was you kind have of to like control your mind. Yeah, He, he was like a... my mindset coach, oh like, literally God. since I was born, which is two things, because
0: yeah.
1: as a child, like, I technically shouldn't have had to completely overregulate my emotions. Like, uh-huh. I technically should have been able to just communicate and just be, be open kid. and bright. Just be a kid. Like, when I fell down and, and was hurt... I could have just been coddled instead of, like, it's yeah. just in your mind. Like, that's not a bit – like, this isn't a big deal. So, like, I just kind of learned to brush over things. Mm-hmm. Like, all my accomplishments completely brushed over. Like, any – like, all of that I've achieved, I'm 27, and everything that I have, to me, is so completely normal. And I there's parts of me that know that it shouldn't be, and I should be able to, to reward myself more and to congratulate myself more. But to me, I've just normalized success. So I think that's really the answer is that, like, my parents – Normalized success. And then they also had two kids while my sister and I were in high school. So I have a younger brother and a younger sister that are nine and 12. So I really like high school and accomplishments that I had in college. Like it really wasn't a big deal. I didn't do college tours. We didn't do anything. My parents didn't have the money. So it was known that I was going to go to the community college. That was it. That was it. It was that was my hey. path. I didn't have any other option. You're on your own. Yep. Yeah, so go to the community college. That's what they would pay for. So they paid for two years at community college, and then past that, I had to take care of everything else, mm-hmm. which like is like, okay, great. But like at at CCM, I was able to play sports that then granted me scholarships, but scholarships with checks written out to me. So I kind of accumulated a big savings account with all the scholarship checks that were written out to me from playing soccer and basketball. So it's wow. like, in a way... I I knew that I would always do this. Like, I knew that I was always made to build a big impact like I remember it was like fourth grade or fifth grade and I came home with my report card like I've always been a stellar in school like it's just my thing I love education and like putting it onto a piece of paper and then being like shoot for the moon and like you'll go you know you'll hit the stars you know that thing putting it on the side and showing my parents because I wanted their praise and and getting nothing so like I always have been this like self-sustaining vehicle which I'm always very open about like it has its negative and it's it has its positives it's Lone, like it was lonely for a while because I really can't. I had to curate a friend group around me that could move at the level that I move at. Like, and I had to stop like killing myself that, like, this is just the way that I operate. I move very quickly, and like, I like what it takes someone a year to achieve, I'll do in a month, and like, I'll keep repeating and I'll stay consistent. And like, that's how I believe that I'll beat the competition. I'll beat them every single time, right? Like I'm not going to execute once. I'm going to execute every single time I'm going to show up. And that was just like what my dad instilled in me. And I thank him a lot for it. Like I wish he could have given me a break, yeah. but in theory, the fact that I live the way that I live now, I'm happy. Like I'm happy that I had those morals and the, those like a mission. Like he almost instilled a mission in me from birth. Like you have to be the best. You have to make an impact. Like, love, compassion, and respect. LCR. Like, love, compassion, and respect. Like, that's what was always instilled like how can you how can you say anything different when you have a dad that came over here when he was eight and works like 70 to 80 hours a week for you like painstaking labor like how can you look him in his eyes and tell him that you won't succeed that's my like that's just my mindset like I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna do that like I want to retire my dad like I want to retire both my parents like I want to do like I want to I want them to not have to work I want them to work for me you know but when that day when when that day comes is is hopefully will be a great day like I have dreams of like literally driving a Ferrari into my parents driveway and being like hey dad this is yours like that's just some of the things that I really hope to do so you're never gonna hear me talk about like huge money goals because to me money is just like no offense to anyone it's like the lowest blow of a goal
0: it's also fake
1: like it's the lowest blow like okay yay good for you you made a hundred but it's like made up Anyway. And and it's so like you never know the full story. Like you never know where it came mm-hmm. from, you never know That's the background. What I'm saying too. I'm right? Like, a, like it's just it's so fabricated and you come up with a number and you don't know, okay, well, what was your expenses? How much did you spend? Like where did you invest the money? How much did you take out and pay yourself? Yeah. Just a lot of things things that honestly sometimes people don't even know. So
0: So you when know, th- when people If some, and I assume you've been asked this question before, but when people say to you, Oh, how did you do all this by 27? Mm -hmm. You just really, the answer is I mean, sure, you just give us the background, but it seems like the speed thing is very important to you. And two things one, there, that is the name of the business. There is, there was no plan B. Yes. You only just executed. And then you would just, hey, you get a dip, no problem, keep executing. Yes. So that's why you're, that's the name of your business, I would assume. And then what I also gather from that is it really is a speed thing because people talk about speed a lot. Um, I think it's, I think it's underrated. I think where people get caught up on speed is that they don't want to be going in the wrong direction. And I'm not really afraid of that. Like, I'm not really that afraid of that at all. Um, but especially when you're mm-hmm. young, cause it's like, what is the wrong direction? If it brought you to the right direction, like they, they create these fictional examples of like, you'll just go down this, the, you'll be in the wrong lane for a hundred miles. And it's like, okay, so then you can pivot the next day. Like it's just, so I think mm-hmm. speed's really important and I've learned how important it is. Um, as long as you're not sacrificing the fundamentals, I think why not go faster? So is it's that, like yeah. a
1: sports. Like to me, everything mm-hmm. in my head always goes back to sports, especially
0: soccer and basketball too. Yes. they're just like it's not like football when you're waiting for the guy, right? To, like the, the sports moving.
1: that I played were so strategic, and I spent I those years too, by the way. playing them, yep. right? Like yep. especially if like me too. you're yep. in the game, you're co- like you're you're a captain, you're a leader within the team, like you're bringing the team to like we need to win, like we show up to the soccer field. Yep to win, we don't show up there. But I don't think a lot of people think of their business like that. Like I think a lot of people literally wake up and they're like, literally subconsciously, like I'm gonna lose today, literally. I'm not gonna go to the gym, like not gonna eat well, like I'm not gonna go on Instagram and do anything. I'm not gonna do any kind of sales activity. Like I, they're not even thinking of it. But oh, it was a relaxing Mm. day, I just had to relax. Okay, but then you repeated that day for seven days, Mm. turned into a week, and now it's three months later. Like you're, you're showing up and you have a mentality that's setting you up for failure and you're going to lose. And I, I take days off. I'll take weeks off. But even in my off time, I have things set up that I'm still showing up. Like I think it's this weird connotation that we have around being off. How much are we actually escaping? like what are you trying to escape and why are you trying to escape it because maybe you shouldn't be offering that service if you need to take off for a whole week like what's wrong with your process yeah
0: i i wrote this down the other day i'm like if if what you're doing didn't um if if following your passion didn't change your life then it's not your passion like if your life didn't change yet then it's not it must not be the thing
1: yes
0: so get out of there. Like,
1: if you're still miserable, yeah, yeah. question yourself. Like, even today,
0: like, I went in my pool for 30 minutes today and felt so guilty about it in the middle of the day. You know, oh, it's like, gosh. but, like, I have that similar thing where it's yeah. like, oh, shit, like, how can I, you know, but I'm like, all right, all right, dude. There. I was actually talking to my girlfriend. She's like, why do you need nine reasons to go in your pool? you um, know what I'm saying go in the damn and pool I'm like I just need she, I'm, I'm talking to her and I'm literally like there's only two weeks left of summer and i like I'm, all, I'm not gonna be able to go in the pool and then I'm gonna but I do should get this done and mm-hmm. she's like just go in the fucking pool like it's all good dude yes. and um, you know I still had a productive day it's like it didn't sh- sh- kill my day oh my so gosh, yes. yeah so it's I like I love that, laying
1: by the pool yeah I mean, no it's the, the best sun.
0: and like I just yeah I got the sun I got my 20 minutes of sunlight whatever went in the pool like it was cool but if you do like you said what you said was perfect I think if you if you, if you I find my myself all day every day in the fucking pool. It's like something's wrong. You know, and, yes. and but I don't know. People start with ideas and then they get so but you know how it is. You've seen so many things through that you get it. It's that people have always been on a track that's been paved for them. So, and everybody else has has their ruts in that track. So, you're on a path that's been paved. It's it's all like you can just see it through. Mm-hmm. When you're carving your own path, you need to make the ruts on the path. Like you are the one to take the next step so once they get past the inspiration and excitement stage that's when they day after day after day can't execute because they were running off that excitement and now when it got hard they couldn't that excitement wasn't there anymore so then what do you do well you stop showing up you stop showing up yes yeah well a lot of people do
1: yes Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. It is always so eye opening to me. And that's why when I found my crew of people that like are just ride or dies and they invest into me and I invest into them, like it was like unlocking some sort of code because I thought I was I was waiting so long for people to fill roles that they didn't want to fill. Like I really was like looking to people to be certain things that they never had the intention of being. And that was hard for me, you know, it, because at at some point in time and like also going back to the name, no plan B, although it is, there's no plan B. The reason why I originally wanted it to be that is because like of the, of the actual like birth control, like, you know, you take plan B. Yes. Right. So when I was eight, 18 I'm my senior shore, I was sexually assaulted. And the next day, I had to take a plan B, okay? Because it was crazy. Like, it was just this crazy thing i got no help i had no resources i had no clue what was going and, on and this okay? is not
0: un- that's not uncommon
1: no oh my gosh it's literally i would say 99.9999% a friend who's of, advocating
0: of for this a lot women and, and yeah. men
1: cuz it happens to men too right and yeah, like 100%. we don't know i mean you don't have to take it blame me but yeah. like no know, but like...
0: it's it's 70% more than they say it's i think it's probably more it's probably most women will have some kind of experience like that unfortunately yes oh my gosh no, no it's stat, probably more it's, it's like, like more.
1: literally one in three cuz that's just
0: reported i mean
1: yes it it not, most of it isn't reported And, and,
0: and the amount of men. Because why would
1: they? Men would, why would they? never
0: answer answer no. yes to that, even if they were. You no. know what I'm saying? So, like, like all a, of it's underreported. It's like a
1: confidence thing. You know what I yeah. mean? And so, I had, you know, the next day I had to take Plan B, and, like, that brought me down a really dark path, like, right up till meeting Tyler. Like, Tyler was like, ooh, wait. I was drinking like and I was I was 18, okay? But like I was drinking and I was smoking and like there's nothing wrong with either of those activities other than the fact that I had no control over them. Yeah. Like I completely It depends
0: why you're doing it. Yes. Yeah. And I yeah. wasn't and doing how. it for the
1: right reasons. Yes. And so then we met and we kind of like drank a little bit more for a little bit longer. And then like I went into college and like I start, I was the one who started to become very extreme with it. Like I would always have to black out. Like I just, it was really, it was not good. Like I, the self-control was not there. And so it came to a time where I was done with that internship at Ernst Young. Like I was kind of in the crossroads between going with Tyler's business or going for the money, going for the passion or going for the money. And I had to sit there and literally stare at myself in the mirror like in a depression I couldn't like all the food in my fridge was moldy my entire apartment I lived in at that time because I left my parents house at 21 like I've been self-sustaining for six years now but I left my house my parents house all of a sudden at 21 because we had an argument moved into my grandma's like basement apartment it was disgusting it was a mess I was in the deepest depression and I literally stood at myself in the mirror and I was like like what the like what what the fuck are you doing What are you doing? And it turned to the point where I had made myself gain so much weight because I thought that that would protect me. I didn't want anyone to hurt me anymore. And even though it had been years, like I think at that point I was 22, like it had been four years since I was assaulted, but I never, I never I never actually wanted to come to the terms that that happened to me because how could me, how could me, someone so strong, right? Like how could that happen to me and how could I let that happen to me? That was what my mindset was. I let that happen to me, I I probably wanted it, right? Like all these things that you hear in trial cases, I was experiencing and I had to just come to terms with it and like read more books and educate myself more and open myself up to people. And Tyler and I had a conversation and I was like, Tyler, what I really wanna do is I want us to start a family. Like, I want us to have our kids now. And so that's why no plan B, because then when I got pregnant with Adriana, which was completely by choice, you know, I was 23, was not a mistake, and people kept asking me, what, is, was this an accident? You know, was she an accident? Why, you know, why are you guys doing this? Like, because we were only boyfriend and girlfriend. So I, that was my thing. Like, this was, there was no plan B because I got pregnant, right? Like, we obviously had unprotected sex, right? It worked. I got pregnant. And this was like, this was the plan A. Like, this was actually the plan A. So when I came to like names for my business and names for a book and names for things, I always wanted no plan B, like there was no plan B and there is no plan B, right? Like there will never be a plan B for me. I refuse to because when I chose my plan B, when I chose things only for the money and for the accolades and to make other people happy and live other people's ideas of what my life should be, Mm. I was depressed. I was my unhappiest. I was like loving alcohol, I was loving escaping from reality. But then when I chose my plan A, and then I when I dedicated myself towards it, which was such a risk, like I don't think people understand the amount of money that I could be making if I was within public accounting. Uh, we could have all of our dreams and then some, but I probably wouldn't be here, like as in I would've probably gotten so depressed that I don't, I like I always tell people this, like I probably would've taken my own life because I'm the kind of person who thrives off my environment. And just those environments within these top firms and these top accounting companies are doggy dog. And not in a team way, okay? In a really horrible way. And so... there's a lot
0: of guys too. Male dominated.
1: I probably wouldn't have stayed with Tyler. I probably would have been like, ooh, I should just like, no, I'm better alone. Like, I wouldn't have been a team. Mm. I would have just been solely focused on myself, which I think is almost what society wants you to do. Yep. you're the like you're the top dog like you're the one who should be winning but in my no no no, no. like it's about the team like yep. we need to go back to the team and so that's why like no plan b really comes from the fact that like when i started my child when i started planning for our family we didn't want to use plan b yeah. like because we could have just run to the grocery store after having after like deciding we wanted adriana like yeah. both of our kids were one hit wonders like essentially both wow. of our kids just took one time like they were Tyler, so what's ready up, dude? Those, yeah
0: right those <laughs> The be popping, son. <laughs> Them genetics. But, be like, good. I
1: always think that, like, they were so ready. Like, yep. they were so ready to be ours. Like, yes. I just love my kids so fucking much. And, like, I just believe that they were just ready. Like, they were ready to be here with us. they're like, yes. like, hey, mom, hey, dad. Like, no, you don't have to do it one more yeah. time. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah, are here. We are here for you. And it always just, I, I think that the best parts of your life are the things that come easiest. Mm-hmm. If, it come, if it's easy, right, other than going to McDonald's and stuff, like, other than when it comes to diet, okay? But, like, yeah. when it's easy, I think that that's when it's the most aligned.
0: Yeah, when you don't, it's not even that it has to be easy. It's just when you don't have to try. Yeah,
1: to and you don't have to struggle. Force it, you know, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly, yes. Yeah, when you're yeah. trying that
0: one thing for so long and you're like, it's got to work, it's got to, and then you yeah. just accept, like, hey, I'm just going to. It's not going to work. I'm going to try something new or whatever. Like you have that Mm -hmm. and then you have these things that just, it seems like it's almost meant to be, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: like fate. Aligned,
1: like just like divine alignment.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast. Today on Bobcast, I have my friend Tyler from The Vault Studio. Tyler, thank you for being here today.
2: Of course, of course, thanks for having me.
0: Anytime man, it's been a long time coming and just to set the context real quick before we dive in, um, you know, I had, like I said, I met you through um, some mutual friends and people who had recorded with you and was following your Instagram and you put out something like, ah, we're looking for an intern, somebody to like help out or at least like, you know, get to learn the ropes and so i just shot you a message i came in i talked to you and me and a few other people and you you know graciously allowed me to come in your studio like you know every day like a few days a week and um, just just sit here for free and just like learn man and so that was like a huge like formative experience for me to see the inner workings of an engineer studio like learn the different aspects of it so i got to learn a ton of game and got to meet a lot of people who now have been all these guests on the show you know all these people whether it's Lupe or Simon or you know um, anybody man and uh, the whole Mad Minds community would have never known if I was never here so it's testament to what you do and the you know what you've built so it's been a couple years and you know over the past few couple years I've done my thing and you've expanded your business and uh, with Gabby too and and, and, and uh, you know you guys are doing something real special so I appreciate you for doing that and allowing me to do that because that really did help me a lot in my journey man but if you want just give people a quick rundown like who you are what you do um, what is the vault and uh, you can take 10 minutes or 30 seconds it doesn't matter but really just set the context and then we're just going to kind of let it go from there
2: awesome yeah yeah so the vault studios uh started out in my bedroom essentially Uh, i've been producing and mixing and mastering for like maybe 10 years around since like 2011. so um uh so once i graduated high school i got into like production uh, making beats things like that and um and then essentially uh, a few of my friends started rapping so we started working together and um, i really just started building client after client, going on SoundCloud, uh, just DMing people, just seeing who wants to work. Um, and I just kept kept moving slowly but surely, and then eventually had enough client base to quit my job. And um, at, the, at that time I was working full time, so I was like, I, I don't have time to do what I love to do, let me just quit. And um, from there I started building more artists, kept building, I think, be, believe it was like two more years later is when I finally moved out into my first commercial space, which was in Rockaway, um, and from there I kept building. Um, a lot of things went down from that space to the next space because essentially I moved three more spaces until I finally got to Bootin. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was. It's been. It's been <laughs> like a crazy like roller coaster of a ride. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really happy here in Booton, so it's
0: it's been it's been great though. Yeah, it feels super natural for you to be here. Like it feels like home, it feels like a home base. Oh, yeah. Um and I know you're trying to move here too. And I you know, I know that'll work out for you guys too. And yeah, just the vibe of the studio. This is just it's your spot, man, and it really feels like that. Um and man, I could take it four five different ways, but you know, what was that like? What job, if you don't mind me asking, what job were you working at the time? And then what was that mindset, what was that switch like? Was it just like in a moment I was like you're like, I gotta quit, or was it like a thoughtful Process like you weren't married at that time, right? But but you were with Gabby at that time Right. So like what was that? Was it like one day? I got to do this or was it kind of a build-up? Oh, yeah, It was was for sure like a lot of uh, Thinking about it
2: processing it like do I really want to do this like uh, It was this very scary time to just decide to quit my nine-to-five because that was you know That's my stable income that was I had graduated college at the time, so I went from working part time to full time. So it was only I, went, I didn't even last a full year of working full time before quitting. Uh, yeah, it wow. wasn't it was like maybe ten months of working full time uh, before I quit. Was it audio? What was it? Uh yeah, it was so it was uh I was an audio technician.
0: Well, that's so, cool. At least it was in those genre. Yeah,
2: essentially I was like building like like interfaces mm-hmm. like. The company that i was working for made like the uh, the product that recorded like the hobbit so they 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 were like cool and they're doing good things in the industry but it just it was very technical like soldering building parts putting stuff together like that and it was nothing that i could be creative with um i was literally doing the same thing every single day so it was it was it was hurting my brain and i couldn't i couldn't handle it but yeah like what for what you asked like Gabby, my family, like people around me are like kept reiterating like you you can do this, you can quit. Like, just just take the chance, you know, we can do this, like let's let's
0: figure it out, let's make it work. That's important man because not a lot of people yeah. have that as well. So yeah, I figured support. that was that support. So that was a benefit man especially and like yeah. probably kind of if they had all said like dude you're insane like you need this. We're going to build life like we need this money like yeah. why are you crazy? Why take yeah. that risk? Cuz like at that time it's like especially when you're starting out something like that like sometimes it like you get a couple clients and then it's like waves man cuz it goes back down again, right? Cuz it's not always it's the same, yeah, man. it's not always
2: the same. Yeah, that's part mean, of business, you know. Like you just, you're not, you're not always gonna have those clients that are always gonna be there forever. Yeah. yeah, it changes. You never know, yeah, that's that's the scary part is,
0: yeah. You're literally just doing it yourself. Even right now, it's like, it doesn't matter how far you are, that's the craziest thing, is that, like I know this from DJing, it's like, you can have a great gig last night, it has nothing to do with today, right? You gotta start over every day. Like every day, your all your clients can leave you at any time, for any reason, you know? Yeah, and COVID, like... Yeah, dude, that's crazy. We'll, that's we'll, we'll, I, left I, field, you never yeah, know. Yeah, like what... So, when that hit, and you couldn't take in-person clients, um, we will go down that route just because we mentioned it, like, yeah. what is the... Did you um, kind of just go more into the mixing and mastering and stuff, like, just solo stuff, or, like, did you uh, have to... What was kind of your mindset on, like, when that happened? Yeah, so, uh, it was very scary, and, you know, it was,
2: like, um, essentially, so when COVID started... I, I remember the last session I had uh, I was trying to figure out like what am I gonna be doing like this is, this is I don't know how I, we all thought it was gonna be like month tops Yeah, it oh, ended yeah. up being what it was like three or Every four month, months. They're like, oh, it's Yeah, month. we're gonna extend it <laughs> 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 Yeah, so it's like the so the first month I was just trying to figure out like so at that time I was doing a lot of production I would do I think it was like five or six beats a day and i would just post those on my on my stories and people would buy for, so i was doing a lot of production work and as well as mixing and mastering i was doing a little bit of mixing and mastering but what really like helped us get to the end was the they allowed for businesses to apply for unemployment which is no, normally not the case so i was able to uh, pull out unemployment which also helped us give it, get that cushion to get us to, to because we had to pay rent we pay rent here and at our apartment so it's
0: it's insane I know I did it in like it's, you know, it's freelancers too and it saved me too I'm a W4 employee in my other job the DJing job yeah that's done that's a large part of my income you know it's not all of it but it's a big chunk when it comes down to the bills and yeah. everything man that's it was brutal we have to get we have to we have to pay yeah. you know like it's it's not like the
2: landlords like cut rent or anything like mm-hmm. we had to still pay
0: so yeah it's crazy when as far as like your business itself like um, when you quit your job, right? Like you're starting to, this is your full-time job now. Like, where did you see it going? Like, did you, were you envisioning like, okay, I'm going to have people re- like, I'm going to record three or four people a day and that's it. Or I'm going to make beats or I'm going to just do the mixing and mastering. Like, did you think, all right, I'm going to do everything. Or did you have kind of a focus? I guess my main question encompassing that is like, did you know it was going to be what it is now when you took that leap? yeah that's a good question uh so
2: when i quit my job i was doing uh so at when i was doing nine to five i would get home i'd work from essentially when i got home by like six or so i'd work six to like one a.m or something i'd do that every day yeah it was, it was like my my real job started after hours you know so yeah so eventually i had the, cause I was listening to like success magazine, Gary Vee, like all those kind of guys that were talking about all this like how to get successful, how to build your business. So at that time I was really just kind of projecting my, my five year goals, my 10 year, like where I want to end up. So I, for the most part, this is like so much of, of pretty close to the, what I was projecting at the time, but, uh, I wasn't really making beats at the time. I was really just focused on recording. So, um, yeah, so yeah, like, I definitely had somewhat, this is pretty close
0: to what I was thinking and envisioning yeah. at the time. Yeah, that's awesome, That that's, I, I love to like, you know, uh, go through that, because some people, like, I feel like sometimes it grows into something that you didn't even expect, and some, most of the time, which is probably the ideal thing is like, okay, this is what I want it to be, and then since that's the goal, like, you do everything back from the goal, so everything goes towards it aligns with it. Yeah, It aligns yeah. with it, yeah.
2: That's yeah, crazy. like that's that's like really, I I had like the sheet like I wrote what my ten year goal was, five years, you know, one year goal. Like I, I would always plan things out, and it's, and I would look back at it a year, five years later, and it's most of it was pretty aligned exactly what I what I had written down. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's very it's actually pretty crazy to think back at that, but yes, yeah, a lot of it was like, I want to have a studio, I want to be mixing and mastering, I want to be making beats and doing this. Like it's it's very
0: pretty close to being spot on yeah i was going to ask you do you remember what some of those goals are but that's there you go that's what it was man and like yeah and uh, did you as far as say your skills like it was just you it's not like somebody was like you had a head engineer that you could learn from or something um so did you in the time from while you were working, you know, at night after your job to like when you're in the studio, like how are you, do you have, do you know like, okay, I'm, are you taking any like courses? Like are you watching videos? Like what are you, like are, Like, how are you like getting better? Was it like a, a thing where I have to, yeah, like is, do I have to practice? Like kind of what did that look like? Cause you did and you have become such like you've become a great engineer and you're still learning as i know and like that's what i learned from you is that like even though you have a studio and a business and people come to you it never stops because then we would um you know i would listen to the podcast with a a couple of those engineers that like we um both look up to i'm kind of forgetting their name right now but um you know kind of those people that you look up to and they say the same thing you know so what did that like consciously did you think to yourself all right i gotta like find ways to get better and then like how did you do that like how'd you learn yeah like
2: so i was um so at the time when i was just starting like i would say i'd say just starting but i was like a couple years in but i was really just getting into recording and getting better at it i was watching dave pensado so like the pensado's place they interview top engineers like every week they have a new engineer on their podcast or i guess it's like their show but yeah they they also interview top guys and then I'll like write down like whatever like I use this compressor in this setting I'll use I have this mindset for this mixing of the song like things like that like I'll so I like that podcast was really important uh at the time I don't I think it was mainly that and just YouTube yeah that's like me. Yeah. a lot of that there was like a couple of videos here and there but most of it was just practicing like just doing it myself having a ton of clients and then just really just practicing after, like, let's say we recorded a song, I would sit there after, like, for free, you know, on my own time, and just would try to mix their song, get it to sound as good as I can, and that would be, like, my practice,
0: you know. Yeah, that's crazy. I I, uh, I realized that, like, there's no way to get, like, that's the only way to get better, really. So, like, you can watch the video, like, you got to watch the videos first, but it's, like, education versus application. It has to be, like, one-to-one or, like, two-to-one. Like, you can watch a little bit more than you apply but like once you get to like you're only watching and you're not applying like you're not learning anymore yeah, you it's know it's just act, stupid yeah, taking action yeah, on need. things
2: is yeah that's the most important you can't you can't get anywhere without without actually trying it and doing it and figuring out oh, i like what he said there but let me try this like you have to like in your brain figure it out yourself too yeah. Yeah, it's just like math or watch you know anything in school like learning you have to do it yourself too the book's one thing but yeah to be
0: able to do it i remember you trying to specifically trying to show me the eq and like you were like okay you pull up these frequencies then you listen to them and you hear which ones are the bad ones and which ones you want to boost and which ones you want to lower down and i had no idea what you were talking about like i watched you but i couldn't tell i'm like what are you listening to right what what am i hearing that i want to take out yeah Yeah. like i had no idea what you were talking about and it wasn't until um constantly editing podcast after podcast or music or whatever it was where now i just know like i almost just know the frequency now like yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, you almost know yeah. you x hear amount it before of hertz you, yeah. before
2: you put it up you hear it already yep right. you hear it
0: already so it's like that's that showed me um from watching you and like watching you do it that like that the application is the thing you know and like that's crazy man yeah you um, can you
2: can ha- you can't Like I can give you the mindset, the ideas, you know, the the template, but like you got to you got to figure it out yourself as well. The both the combination of the two is what really like that's when you can actually start doing it yourself. Yeah.
0: And and we talked about Tim Ferriss before this, who was a huge, definitely inspiration um, in business and mindset and things like that. When you had to like grow the business side of it. Was that like, did you know anything about like business? Like as you were learning, cause like audio production is one entire animal, but it's like to run a successful, there's a lot of audio engineers that are super talented who can't run a business or just don't have the skills. Like, was that something? And I know um, Gabby does that a lot, you know, that's her business too. So like, what was that like kind of like building now going from, Hey, being in your bedroom is cool. You you can just write it down. You can text, Hey, show up at this time. It's going to be 30 bucks. All right, cool. They give you some cash, but now you've got invoices and receipts and write-offs and LLCs and everything. Like what was the kind of starting, how was starting a business around that? Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of it was because uh, we had a partnership, Gabby and I just
2: like, she she would tell me a lot of things cause she, she went to school for accounting. So at the time she was taking business classes, she was learning about it, you know, outside of our business. So we started like, she, she had ideas and things that she was projecting for the studio. At the time, I I had a mindset of just I just want to create. I don't even want to think about yeah. the business. Um, so it was like a lot of butting he- butting heads at the time because we were like she was she was seeing something that I didn't even see yet, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of like what became my mindset when and starting the business because we were le- watching Gary Vee, but you know, we it's it's one thing watching and one thing doing. It took really me like different. six years of watching Gary Vee to start a business. Yeah, it's a lot of bi- mindset. And but yeah, so she had like that business side. And then she kind of helped me figure out like thinking business wise, like this is all cool. You're creative. But think about the business. Think about what are you, how you're going to scale this. What are you going to add to the business? That's whether well, that we can make it bigger. You know, like how are you going to expand from this? can't be in your bedroom forever yeah, and, yeah. and
0: and make a business out of that and yeah. think that that's going to well, scale. Can, and it's like, you can be a freelancer as much as you want, but when you go to the business owner, it's a whole different
2: ballgame. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I'm not going to be in my parents' house forever. Yeah. I can't have, that's that's my only studio. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to, to to put it on the side somewhere else and have it run on its
0: own. I don't want to have to be in there all the time. So is that? Um, I definitely want to go into like goals and stuff like that. But just since you brought it up right now, like, is that like a goal for you? Like, do you want to have like engineers below you and people? I don't know. You have people that work for you now, but yeah. um, is that kind of where you see it going um, in that kind of capacity, where you can step away a little bit and kind of be the be like a boss?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely see that. I want to really I, my focus right now is mixing mastering. I want to be able to mix, like essentially uh, like 8 hour days like I'll just be mixing songs and I'll have engineers under me so that's why we eventually want to scale into a two studio business a two studio uh building so that So you want to be doing mix. the tracking and the recording exactly. somebody else would do that and you could handle the mixing Yeah the that's story. that's yeah. my that's my goal and that's that's where cuz I I find I love to just edit and just sit there and listen to a snare listen to an audio like a vocal like that's that's my real passion Like I love to just listen to sonics yeah. and make things sound good together as opposed to recording recordings fun But um, and I love being in the studio with clients, but I love just as much just just mixing So I, I think I, I definitely want to invite clients to mixing sessions, but I want
0: to be able to just focus on mixing that's my, that's my goal. Yeah. I, I see it happening. I mean, that makes sense too. And like, I guess you found that lane, you know, like you had to do it all. Like you had to record yeah, yeah. people and you had to. Which I, I've done yeah. so many hours of sessions. Dude, I, do, I know. And I watched, I've been in the, I've been here, like, you know, um, which, you know, when I was here, like, that's all we did, man. I just watched you do your thing. And, you know, I helped a little bit, but like really just watching, like you're just there and like for, that's another question I have, which is, have you, has it kind of expanded your mind to like in being all in all these sessions with all of these artists like being exposed to so many artists has that changed like your uh, I guess opinion on like music and like how artists work like did you really know like how like the artist process was in the beginning versus now because it's like you've done probably hundreds, thousands of hours of of recording. Like, that must have changed something.
2: Yeah, I mean, but in the beginning, before I started recording artists, it was just me making the beats, really. Like, I had maybe one or two artists, and then that's it. And I was very, like, surprised, like, to see the process of, like, everyone using YouTube beats. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I thought they just, we, I I don't know, I I guess the mindset was just different back then, but seeing, like, how many people use YouTube Beach is fine.
0: You know, we just download off of YouTube, but I was, like, very taken back. But you're, like, an engineer, though, so you're looking at it, you're like, well, the quality is going to be sacrificed, and it's like, can we get the stems? And they're like, what's the stems? Right. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) And you're like, how do you not know what that means?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, like, it, it. You know, I learned fast, but it's yeah. it was very like surprising to see what the actual business was like in in us using YouTube beats, which is yeah, it's 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 the sound. I mean, like a lot of people,
0: even our, our top artists use YouTube beats. It's it's, it's a thing. Do you have like a certain genre that you really? Um... Well, I guess in the capacity of like mixing and mastering, do you have like a certain genre that's really like your favorite? Is it hip hop? Is it? Because I know you have done other genres. I don't know. Is hip hop before that? Like, is hip hop the main? Like, do you do mostly hip hop and rap, or is it still, pretty, or is it a pretty big mix?
2: Yeah. Right. So, uh, so for the first essentially, like up until I guess like a couple, like maybe two years ago, I was just mainly just hip hop. Yeah. I had one or two singers here and there. Like, it's starting now, it's starting to branch into more pop, more R&B, like, I'm starting to to widen my genres. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it was only been
0: hip-hop, rap, yeah. things like that, yeah. Do, do you find, like, do you, is that your favorite to, like, mix and master, or do you, like, is there some other ones that are, like, unknown that you also um, yeah, like?
2: Yeah, like, I love mixing rap vocals, really, I just love vocals, like, that's my favorite thing to mix, and Um, and just making drums like hit really hard like that's those are my two favorite things but um, not really genre specific I love like mixing hip-hop and I love mixing pop and R&B those are my I feel like my three favorite genres to mix I do also I've mixed country songs I have
0: mixed rock songs I've done yeah, like I've pretty much a, yeah. I've done when I was here like a lot of different. You would do hip hop during the day, and then like when I would leave, and you would do a mix. It would be like oh, somebody sent me this rock song. I got to yeah. do it real quick. Like
2: yeah, I've done a, a lot of different genres. And it's it's all fun. It's all like different like it's different parts of your brain that are getting used. and yeah. is it's it's cool. Yeah,
0: it's really when it fun. comes to your own music. um, Like how do you went do you have a schedule for that like when do you find time to make music cuz i know like in your music on spotify like i have some of it saved like yeah. it's it's been on playlists like it's it has traction and it's totally its own thing like where when do you do that is that like high priority for you and or is it a side project or like kind of where does that fit into the yeah mix? like the the lo-fi
2: chill chill hop stuff mm-hmm. it's uh something i started during covid which was like uh i it was like uh, an idea was it that i wanted to use that as a way to help my artists, like I wanted to figure out, how do you get on Spotify playlists? How do you release music? Like what happens after you release it, and like all that kind of stuff. I wanted to to, to learn that yeah, of music, way different, yeah. And it's 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 something that's that's it gives me a new value. Like I can now tell that to my artists, which yeah. is like something I want to prioritize. And that you can get on a playlist, and like, well, what's a playlist? Like this is how you get on a playlist. this is how you find playlists. So that was like the original mindset. And then it kind of just took off and on its own, like it just keeps rising and I keep developing that, I guess, character of Antonius B. Like I keep doing more for it, but it's definitely more so a side project and something that I enjoy doing in my spare time. So like maybe I work, like the last two months, I haven't done really anything for it, but I, for like the January to like March, I like, pre-planned projects that like i worked on like i have three eps i have one coming out next month one in the pot the following month so i have like a lot of things that are stretched out from that
0: yeah yeah what got you on that genre did you just start making lo-fi one day or like did you just love the samples like or what like kind of what was it because like i not that i wouldn't expect you to make that i just was like oh my god this is so good like i was like this is just when I put on my study beats, dude, like back in college, that was that music. Like I could have just listened to your album, I wouldn't even know it was you. Like what about that genre was like appealing to you? Did you just fall into that?
2: Yeah, kind of like, so um, during when I was making like the five beats a day, a few of my beats were similar to that genre without really even knowing it. I wasn't like, let me make a lo-fi beat. Like it just kind of sounded like it and uh, my dad posted like like cuz he he loves that that stuff that oh, style right. and he listens to like the the chill playlist and things like that and um that one on youtube um the chilled cow the one. lo-fi chill yeah. hip hop or whatever he Yeah, did. he was like this sounds like that. So yeah. I was like, "Oh, wow, like that's interesting. Let me yeah. try and make something similar to that." Yeah. So yeah, I started making that that style and um from that style I continued and just yeah, like it was just a very interesting like time to make that kind of style cuz I was And like, now you're into
0: it now. Though. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I yeah. love yeah. it.
2: It's it's great. The the way
0: they're made is the is different than like your standard hip hop, your standard definitely production the, the structure, the mm-hmm. the sound choice, the mixing I feel even. like that makes sense that it appeals to you though cuz it is very particular with the sounds. And you can spend as much time as you want listening to those. Sound. You know, like it's not like you get it all at once. You got to listen a few times. To really understand it and man i know we're pressed for time i just want to ask you last question um that i asked the um our last guest which is in these past like whatever 10 years total maybe however time frame you want to take it like has been there been like one thing whether it could be in COVID in the last year or two or it could be being in this location but is there one th- maybe some sort of lesson that you've really, um, that has stood out, something that's really stood out to you in growing your business and doing this type of work in the last, like, since you've been doing it, is there something that, um, you know, that really, like, some kind of lesson that really, like, stands out to you? Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, something I would,
2: I've really learned, and, like, something that keeps getting reiterated every two years or so, every year, is, like, essentially you, like, you think, You know, like from the outside, a lot of things look easy and like it could look easy on from Instagram and things like that. But like running a business is is it's like having a child. I feel like it's it's something that like you can you can uh, it's it's very hard to explain, but essentially, essentially it's like um, things that things are going to go wrong and it's going to feel very hard. And like there was there's been times where I've wanted to just give up and like I. Like from the time when my the first studio in Rockaway got sold out from under us, we were only there for it's like four months. We were there for four months. We had a year contract. So right out of under us, out from under us, they they sold the building. They're like, you guys got to find another space in a month. <laughs> and so that that like we we you think that we we projected a whole year. Like we we were planning on releasing with them. So it had been like two years we thought we had with them when it was only four months. Things like that, like it's just, you can't, you, you never know what's going to happen. You just got to keep running and keep going. Like there has been several instances where like I should have just, I, I I should just give up. Yeah. Like let me just go back to nine to five. And uh, we just kept persisting. Like that's, that's, that's really it. Like we got to take risks, you know, just keep going. Like from that, like the next space we went to, we were there for two months and um, tragedy like, we we had to leave the town ordered us out of the the town yeah and then from there i went back to my parents house and then we finally came here and then yeah it's just been crazy you don't know what's going to happen it's been crazy and you've but you've stuck it out man yeah yeah i'm really happy what what i'm doing and i i know that there's like there's a reason for all of it you know like this this isn't just me just hanging out this is like i want to do this this is my thing and i i can't i can't do anything else really I don't
0: I don't see you doing anything else man cuz you this is you man and just being in the studio with you for days hours weeks months like I felt it and uh, I learned a lot Um, and just before we go um, just let people know where they can find you Um, I know if probably they just Google the vault boot and they can find you but like your social media and stuff like that plug it yeah
2: on Instagram it's the vault studio 973 you can find us on 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 Google you can find us on if you just type in the vault studio find us on google you can find us our website which is the vault studio 973 um, on youtube too like we uh, we have a couple of videos on youtube
0: yeah i'll link it all um, yeah, yeah. and i'll link your music as well Perfect. tyler thank braddock you. the vault studio tyler thank you for doing Dude, this man thank this you has been so great much. thanks for having and, me. uh any anytime, time man i'd love to be back love to come back love for you to pull up one day um maybe do it um yeah on my place yeah too, your that'll place. That'll be a lot yeah, of fun yeah. man we'll do like an hour and a half do a big long interview or something have fun um but uh as you know uh thank you everybody for watching and listening this has been another episode uh of bobcast and uh see you on the next one